Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Scoops Divisional Playoff Preview this this evening, or maybe it's morning or afternoon when you're listening. But happy, happy second round of the NFL playoffs, Miss Post. How are you? I'm doing well. It's good to be here with you, Mr. Thomas. As always, as always, uh, we got a little uh, virtual connection here. Miss Post trying out a new microphone from our our second studio. So hopefully that Can goes well me? for you. Yes, yeah, at least I can so far. We'll see how it records later on. All right. Well, listeners, hope this is good enough for you. <laughs> Miss Post is very concerned. Very concerned about the quality, that's for sure. You know, we try to put on a good quality production here. We try to do our best. Indeed. I believe Miss Post is supposed to buy new microphones for our whole studio, but alas, she has not done that yet. That is true. Uh, but it's okay, Miss Post. I'm glad, I'm glad that you got a fresh mic for yourself, at least. Hopefully it makes your sweet voice even sweeter. Thank you, Mr. T. Uh, well, got to give a shout out to Dr. Scholl. Uh, visited our, our undisclosed Midwest location last weekend. Uh, great to see him, as always. Our, our one of our two most loyal listeners, along with the great, great Philip Roposki, future brother-in-law to me. I say future brother to me. Well, actually, sorry, current brother, I guess. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, Dr. Shola, great to see, great to see him. We had a lot of good discussions, you know. Since COVID's ended, we don't have as much uh, 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 I want to say debates, but COVID was certainly a, a passion of of ours here at Scoops, or at least you know the insane COVID restrictions. So that always got us fired up. Dr. Shola is very nuanced and, and understanding. Um, so without that, you know, we've had obviously good discussions on Ukraine and Trump and things like that. But it was a very very chill weekend, you know. We we were agreeing a lot, and you know, just kind of not not as much our of our usual uh, in-depth discussions, but obviously for us bros, we can always just watch a ball and hang out and talk about the great Molly McGrath. Oh my. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, though, good to see him. Uh, Great wildcard weekend. Really four out of six games are great. Uh, Chargers, Jags, excellent comeback by Jacksonville. Dolphins, Bills, surprisingly good. Josh Allen, three turnovers. Uh, Giants, Vikings. Again, I I should have picked the Giants. Well, we could have seen that game going either way, but that was excellent. Ravens, Bengals, very surprising as well, being close. Cowboys, Bucks, surprisingly a blowout. I mean, I think Dallas probably getting too much love because Tampa Bay was eight and nine. But when you beat Brady for the first time, it, it, it it's it's a little bit of a surprise. So, you know, which Dallas team will show up this weekend? We'll find out. We're excited to delve into our uh, NFL divisional playoff picks for you. Always a shout out to Steve, the great Steve. He's now the uh, finance QB. So we head over to uh, that, listen to that man, uh, Steve, for your all your finance needs. Uh, Miss Post, you know, we, we want you to get more involved in the production of our podcast here. So do you have any, any art news for us? Art news? Yeah. I don't right now, um, but I guess this could be a question to viewers if they know any artists or viewers listeners if they know any artists um my students are going to at the end of the year i've uh about living artists so if you have any current living artists that you're a big fan of send those in to us um and artists be featured in some of my students artwork uh that's awesome miss folks that's awesome great we love that suggestion uh Sadly, Miss Post, I think some of that did cut out, but I think that hurt. They they got they heard the just Uh-oh. a bit. Okay. But it, she said to clarify, send in any names of living artists that you're a fan of that our students can replicate their work later in the year. Yes. Miss um, Post, can you give us a brief synopsis on why you don't like the criticism of modern art that occurs in the 
in today's culture. Oh my. Uh, I think it just gets a bad rap, you know. And I think I think it's it's kind of like um, it's kind of like cats, you know. It's like it's like the pet, it's the animal that people don't really want to put a lot of time and effort into to getting to know or to get to um, you know get get to know them on a deeper level. So you know, other artwork is a little more like friendly, like dogs are a little more friendly, and so modern art's not as friendly at face value so you have to really take time to get to know it and i th don't think people put that effort into it wow excellent analogy miss Bills. thank you for that insight i'm learning thank a lot you. as well thank you uh one of my favorite dates with miss post is art museum we went, we went to uh, undisclosed large midwestern cities art museum and a undisclosed small midwestern cities art museum both are awesome you know I, i'm a big history guy you know big data guy so i can get lost just in the timeline of things and you know who was living where, when, uh, but always appreciate the, the, the history of that. And I like when Miss Post drags me out to things that aren't sports related. It's always a pleasure. Rare too, Reno, rare too. Yeah. Uh, big win here though for IU, Miss Post, a proud IU graduate, uh, the opposite of Ohio State this season in basketball, at least currently Ohio State's lost five straight. IU was on a streak, but two straight. Now they smoked Illinois on the road as we go to, uh, pu uh, publish this so we'll mm -hmm. pick that game as well this weekend against Michigan State at home in the friendly confines of Assembly Hall so great great sports weekend Saturday sadly we do have an away game my, my my squad does so very early bus ride way too early to get like an hour away leaving at 3 o'clock for a 6 p.m. game ridiculous That's so crazy. I guess I'll just watch the NFL playoffs for like an hour till our game starts since we'll be there anyway uh, but Sunday is definitely – Sunday is a great day. you got MSU, IU at 12. Put your feet up for that. Then you got the Bills, Bengals at 3, and Boys, Niners at 6.30. So Sunday after church, don't make any plans. After you go and like, – uh, after you – you like this, Miss Post. After you go and reminded of, of what your baptism means, go enjoy basketball. If you're like Mr. T, yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh you know not a whole lot in the political realm you know i think i do want to address the document issue a little bit more we talked about this a bit last week and uh i want to clarify a psa i made at the end again kind of kind of scattered last week we forgot bangles and bills wasn't neutral site we're, we're more focused this week we're locked in here we was just debating some cats on where steph curry ranks from the all-time great players before this in a group text so certainly locked in now uh but anyway what I said last week was if the Trump document, if the Trump documents are so pressing, you know, they're alleged nuclear secrets and top secret. Well, then why is the Justice Department either allowing or encouraging or, or both leaks to the press about what's in what, the content of those documents? Right. If it's so pressing that, you know, anybody could see it at Mar-a-Lago and that's dangerous, then why are all these leaks occurring? And you could say, well, it's not verified information. Well, and that's poor journalism, which, of course, probably is or realistically could be. But either way, it diminishes the importance of the of the you know alleged nuclear secrets, alleged threat to democracy. If if the leaks are go leaks are occurring to the leaks are occurring from the investigators, excuse me, and or the press just publishing it without verification, then obviously it's not even accurate anyway. So another thing we talked about this a bit last week, but you talked about Biden. So this comes out November second, six days before the midterms. Of course, archives are informed on November fourth. Two months later, the public finds out. And then, of course, the media rushes judgment saying, oh, it's not the same as Trump because they're, Trump had over 300 and Biden told right away. And it was in one location. 
Well, what ends up happening? Of course, they find them in his garage at home, and then they find more in his home. And and so, yeah, there are a lot less. I mean, there's probably like 20 to 30, we think. There could be a lot more. But again, like we said last week, tech, yes, technically the more documents you have, obviously the more could be, um, you know, could be riskier and, and, and shouldn't be out in the open. But it all takes is one, one document to be, to, to, to spread a secret or to reveal U.S. intelligence or to sabotage, you know, U.S. security planning. So in, in a way, it's a straw man argument. Additionally, like I said, if, if you're bothered that Trump didn't give him up right away and had to get his home raided, then you're just mad that Trump trolled the FBI, which, OK, that's fine. But you can't sit there and say, it, you know, it's, it's a threat to democracy and just irresponsible. And, and uh, uh, I guess what's the word? But putting the United States on the brink of nuclear war. But then turn around and say that Biden's was just not a big deal because he reported it right away. I mean, again, it, it, uh, mishandling classified documents is mishandling classified documents. And of course, Biden's getting softballs anyway, right? The FBI let Biden's lawyers look themselves for the documents. Why is that? I mean, again, you're giving Biden's lawyers benefit of the doubt, but Trump's lawyers couldn't even look when the FBI was conducting their search. Why is that? Did anybody see a double standard there? So food for thought there. Ms. Post, what are your thoughts on that, though? Ooh, I'm a I'm a little bit overwhelmed and lost. So give me a minute here to process. Because <laughs> you're virtual, you're not here with me studying my mannerisms. That's true, but I, I I can I can sense that you're fired up right now. I'm glad. I like that. I like that. Well, you give us your thoughts anytime you think about it, Miss Post. I will. I will. And again, it, it's not a surprise that's a double standard. We talk, I think last week's episode was Trump derangement syndrome for this exact reason. Because again, it's not like the media is so quick to jump to a conclusion about whatever Trump does that is, is bad. That even if someone does something similar to Trump, or even just like in the same realm as Trump, they like they can't they can't paint it as like it's like Trump at all. So then, if they're caught in a situation where it becomes more obvious that it is like Trump. They, they, they should backtrack, but they don't. They just continue to push the same narrative that it's different. And then, of course, they wonder why nobody trusts that. And it, it's not to excuse Trump at all. Again, Trump was very responsible. It was a whole thing. You know, he, he, they should have been all turned over at once, whatever. Now, again, despite all that, presidents have, presidents have the ability to, to classify information. Trump didn't do it, it seems. That's on him. But they still have the ability to have access to that information or, or copies of that information, even if most or all belong to the archives. So this idea that Trump has no right to have those records in some way is also not true. Okay, that's neither here nor there. But again, it, it, but that's that's whole media's problem, right? They have to paint everything as like an existential threat to humanity that they can't just say, "Hey, Trump did this. Decide what this means to you, voter or or public citizen." That now their job is like, "Oh, like well, the public doesn't know how bad this is. We have to tell them that it's a moral outrage." And if Biden does it, it's like, oh, well, it was only in it was only in one location or it was only 20 and they turned it over right away. So, again, it, it's all this cycle of 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 Trump derangement syndrome. And everyone says that Trump, you know, turned turned the country on its head, which in, in some sense he did. But clearly it was like a give and take. Right. Because Trump wanted to uproot the system, had all these had all this rhetoric and things like that. And the media took that and ran with it to get rid of any objectivity at all and to promote promote their narrative um i suppose you were in college when trump first was elected right oh yes yes i was what was that like you break that down for us i was out of college at that point uh well i was currently at at a smaller university before my larger university so 
didn't really interact too much with other students. Um, but I remember some adults at the time being upset and threatening that they wanted to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds that about was, right. That was my memory. And I just, I remember thinking, hmm, you don't know actually who I voted for. That's right. Well, I remember this is shout out to my boy Drew, a friend from OSU. Haven't seen him in many years, actually. But I was actually not out of college, as I said. So I, I wasn't work, working at Rex Sports anymore. But my boy Drew said they had like a staff meeting at 6 a.m. the next morning, which I think was previously scheduled. Why they do a Wednesday morning staff meeting at 6 a.m., I don't know. Basically, Drew said they came in and, and the GAs were like, graduate assistants were like, Oh, you know, we know this is a tough day. If anybody needs to talk, we're here for you. Like, you know, we know it's 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 just it, it could be very mixed emotions for you, very traumatizing. You might not say traumatizing, but you get the gist of like basically saying it's okay to be upset. We're here for you. And then of course Drew was like, not not didn't say it's not loud, but he was thinking, well, like, what if you're excited about the results? What what if you're making the the choo choo right. sound for aboard the Trump train? You know, mm-hmm. it's just this. Yeah. It, it, oh, go ahead, go ahead. It's they give us no choice. And they just assume everything, you know, popular media just gives us no room for diversity and thinking. Well, that's an excellent point, I suppose. That's something Dr. Scholl just said this weekend. We were talking about like who works on campaigns and like an issue with our politics is that you don't understand like how someone could have views different than you because you're always around those who agree with you. Mm-hmm. It used to be mm-hmm. that was only liberals because they, you know, they're always in their own echo chamber and, and all that they do, academia, Hollywood, you know, coffee shops, whatever, so that, you know, Conservatives right. certainly had to shelter themselves more than liberals do, but now with with you know the the Fox News media and things like that, liberals are on that same on that same path where all they hear are conservative talking points that they don't even understand what it's like to be around a liberal. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but with that, you're exactly right, Miss Post. So it's like because liberals take again, I'll use their own line. It's like it's like silence is violence, right? Like they take. They, they they assume that because you don't say anything to speak up against their dogmas that you just like automatically agree. And so when someone does disagree or they hear like something that doesn't align perfectly, they're like, oh, like this is just a, a, a barbaric view or like a, a, a caveman view. Like how could no one agree with this in, in 2023 or like 2015, you know, because they're so they, they are so arrogant and they're so used to thinking that everybody agrees with them that they're like, oh, like I just don't even know how you could like understand this at all. And mm-hmm. or like, so it's, it's that intellectual arrogance and just like that policy arrogance. They're like, oh, yeah, just like it's, it's just it's the science is settled. The science is settled. Right. Yeah. So appreciate that segue, Miss Post. Bravo. Oh, you're welcome. All right. Let's make some picks here. Uh, we'll get into it a bit. Uh, let's start with Saturday's games. 430 NBC Jags Chiefs. Uh, Miss Post, you're beating me so far because you had the Jags. That's I think true. the Chargers, so bravo. And you got the you're up too because you had the Cowboys, I had the Bucks, so nice job. That's true as well. Thank uh, you. You're welcome. So Chiefs, I'm going Chiefs at home. Patty Mahomes. I mean, again, he hasn't played a road playoff game yet. He still won't this year, no matter what happens. Uh Jags are a good team. And someone said today in my class, actually, that he heard someone say the Jags were the new Bengals. And I agree with that. I think I said that last year again on Scoops with Steven Tara. I said that. I didn't really commit to it, but I said it would I, actually I, they, they might have been my answer. I don't I didn't pick them to make the playoffs later, but they were my answer as a team that that could go from worst to first. Uh, anyway, I don't see them beating the Chiefs, so give me the Chiefs at home. Yeah, I got the Chiefs as well in this one. I just, I think, I think they'll roll through. 
good good term role. That's right, Miss Post. Thank you. Uh, Giants Eagles Saturday night. Very interesting game again. I really don't think the Giants are that good. Daniel Jones played really well Sunday. Saquon's a beast. Uh, they're playing well though. They they hung with the Eagles last week, even though two, two weeks ago the Eagles were rest or Giants were resting their starters. Eagles were not. The Giants hung with them and lost by like I think ten or eight something like that. Uh, as Eagles clinched home field. Hurts is back. He's a little banged up. Hasn't thrown a touchdown in over a month. Uh, Miss Post, why don't you pick this game first? Um, I got to pick Eagles for this one. Yeah, I think I got to go Eagles too. Again, it wouldn't shock me if the Giants won, but Eagles have been the best team in the NFC really all year, and I think Hurts had time to rest. And I, again, I really respect Jalen Hurts. He's a winner. He won in college. Didn't didn't leave Alabama right away. He came in the game in relief and won a game for them one time in 2018. So I, I think the Eagles, I just think they're the better team. I think that they'll, they'll beat the giants for the third time this year. Uh, all right, Miss Post, let's get to Sunday. Let's go to Michigan state. IU basketball here? A uh, huge game in assembly hall, great atmosphere. You've never been, you got to get there, get to a game. Uh, Michigan state really good. Just beat Ruggers tonight as well. Or again, Thursday, if you're not listening tonight, which you probably won't. <clears throat> IU two wins in a row versus Wisconsin at Illinois. Uh, Miss Post, this is your account, as as my boys at PTI say. Why don't you make a pick? Did you say IU Michigan State? Yeah. Okay. Well, got to go IU here just because of their last couple games and a home, home field advantage. I think that's just going to give them the boost they need to win this game. Yeah, I agree. Indiana Assembly is, is, is a tough place to win if you're a visiting team. Uh, I'm on IU as well. They're at home. You got no one know what to expect, but I think they're playing well. Michigan State's a great team. Almost beat Purdue. Uh, but it, I was just telling my students today, there's nothing harder than winning on the road in college basketball. And I think IU takes care of business at home. And they're, start, they're getting a new streak going here of wins. Yeah. Uh, Ms. Post, before we get to our Sunday picks here, why don't you share some good news of the week? Good news of the week. Can you give me a category? Uh, school. Tell us a funny school story. Mix up the content a little bit here. Uh, well, I did tell uh, Mr. T this the other day, but um, during recess, one of the first grade girls came up to me and said, "Miss Post, why are boys so crazy?" <laughs> and I said, "I, love I don't know. I'm I'm still wondering that myself." Well, that's just an excellent question. I'm glad that that girls were young. I mean, really, when boys hit about age seven. They really don't change too much the rest of their life in terms of interest and things. Now, obviously, the body changes in middle school, and I think the middle school antics are what really last, what, what are what is most notable in terms of lasting your whole your whole life. As mm-hmm. I say to Miss Post, you're never too old for a balls joke. Uh, yeah, you know, Miss Post calls me sometimes the iPad kid. You know, I got to be able to get this. I got to be able to check the score if we're out traveling. You know, I got I, I have major FOMO, so. Uh, but I, I embrace. I, I love being a man. I mean, I know this. It's 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 uh, taboo in today's society. But I love being a man. Stereotype, caveman, aggression, fighting, debating. I'm all about that. <laughs> and we love you for it, Mr. T. Oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, but yes, you know, sim- simplicity, simplicity. You know, I feel like men, basic needs if they're met. What else? Do we, what else are we doing? Why would we go? You know, culture. Why would we make ourselves cultured? We're good. We're good. Do you have a funny moment from the week? Uh, I don't know. It was from the week. Uh, maybe I said this, but a couple of months ago, a student, we were writing about differences in, in U.S. geography. And uh, the student said, you know, some 
valleys, there's mountains, you know, some surrounded by water. But what's most important is we all we all value freedom. I was hyped at that. That's how I knew I was doing a good job as a teacher right there. <laughs> Your influence has been um, manifested. Nothing else needed to be said. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, what was supposed, I guess the only topic I want to talk about today is the debt ceiling. Of course, it needs to be raised again because politicians love spending money. And again, Dr. Schultz said Republicans only care about it when, that, when they're not in power. And that's a shame. And that's why Republicans are, are, you know, really have no clout in terms of mainstream Republicans because they don't, they do a lot of the same stuff as Democrats, but that's besides the point right now. Uh, and I, you know, I'm torn on this because the debt ceiling needs to be raised is for bills already passed. So it's like, you can't really, essentially, I mean, new, new Republicans, let me say, we didn't pass them, so we don't have to vote for it, but you also don't really want to cause an alleged fiscal calamity because of bills that were already passed. But that's, that, but that's why politicians love this cycle though, because right, they pass bills and then they can't pay for them. They're like, oh, we have to raise it because it's old money and they keep passing new money. So, I, I, you know, I think they should raise it, but hopefully the Republicans at least get some concessions here to cut down the spending in, in the next spending bill next year when the appropriations bills for, for next fiscal year come out. Because, I mean, it, it, just curbing the spending since the pandemic would, would save huge sums of money. I mean, the, the, the transfer payments have ballooned so much since COVID. And again, I said this. You know, not, not to beat my chest, the misposts didn't even know me back then, but I said since spring and summer of 2020 that this is Democrats' dream. Pay people not to work. That's literally their whole, that's like their utopian dream. That's why they didn't mind lockdowns because, they, shit, pay people not to work. That's what it should be anyway. So, I mean, it, 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 the spending is just out of control. And you know, it, all talk about climate change being an existential threat. $31.4 trillion is a shit ton of money that the, the taxpayers are going to pick up. And they say they've been saying that for 40 years, same as climate change, A. And B, that may be true. But again, every, everything has a limit. You can't just keep doing that. It, it, it's, not, it's, not, it's not stable, right? Medicare, Social Security are already insolvent anyway in the next 10 years, give or take 10, or 10 to 12 years. So what's your end game here? So just this whole thing of just spend more, spend more, spend more, it's just ridiculous. And, and, and Trump contributed to that too. But again, the rise of Trump is attributed in part to his just calling that out and saying, look, your politicians don't have your best interests at heart. They don't know what they're doing. And that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So mm -hmm. that's my side for today. And again, of course, how can how can families be expected to make ends meet as they should? Right. Like I, I try to stay in the in the black and, you know, whatever way I can. I mean, thankfully, it's not too tight each month. But again, U.S. government has no qualms about spending your money any which way. I saw a stat a few months ago uh, in the Wall Street Journal, and basically it said like one out of every five federal, one out of every five dollars in GDP is from taxes, like taxpayer money. But of course, they say that tax taxpayers aren't paying enough money. I mean, that's just ridiculous. How much more do you need? One out of every five dollars taxpayer money. How much more do you need? I mean, how how much more taxpayer money do you need to to run the country? But Again, we can do a whole series of shows on that, but that's my rant for the night. So there, you're, you're welcome, Dr. Schultz, for that. Miss um, Bowles, we'll save your favorite man's pick for the second game, even though it's the first game Sunday. So we'll start with boys at Niners uh, Sunday mm -hmm. at 6.30. You know, I, I love this game. This game is the second game of the day. I love that. Last game, everyone's tuned in. Huge ratings, I'm sure, 40-plus million. Uh, I want to pick Dallas. I do. I picked them in school today with my, with my weekly class picks, um, but – 
they're too Jekyll and Hyde. I mean, San Fran's hot. They've won 11 in a row. They got a great roster. Dallas looked great, but can they string it together again? I just don't have faith. I hope I'm wrong again, just like I was Monday. Excuse me, but I got to go San Fran at home. I got to go San Fran at home. Got to go San Fran as well. I just don't think Cowboys have enough to stop stop San Fran on their hot streak there. Great rivalry. First meeting in San Fran since the 1994 NFC Championship game. Of course, they met last year in Dallas in the wild card when Dak Prescott slid too late and spiked the ball too late. That was sad. Um, so we'll see. Should be a great game. We'll see. And this post, I'm actually struggling with this next game because I really don't know what to do. We got your boy Joey B, allegedly called Joe Scheitzty, mm-hmm. uh, on the road in Buffalo. Josh Allen, three turnovers last week. Bills, Super Bowl favorites really since the preseason. They're at home. It should be a neutral site game, but it's not, as we talked about last week. I, I know I picked the Bills last week in this hypothetical matchup. It's tough. I mean, I again, Bills should win. They're at home, but as as this, there's a sports commentator I really don't like named Nick Wright, but as he said before, he said, you know, the, the Bengals are the team everyone says the Bills are. Made it the Super Bowl, won at Kansas City, have the Chiefs number, et cetera. That's true. But yet, it seems like the Bills get all, you know get a lot more love. So, I... I really don't know. I'm a, you're going to pick first, Miss Bills. I don't really know what I'm going to say for this one, honestly. Well, my heart wants to pick the Bengals, but I don't know. I I got I got to say Bills for this because they were my Super Bowl winner pick preseason. That's true. You do got to you got to and, and last week as well. You got to follow yeah. that through. So I got to stay consistent here. The Bengals won it all. Uh, I also wouldn't be surprised if they did. No, I agree with you. Again, it's just like the uh, – well, not as much – I guess in a different way than Giants-Vikings, the both teams are actually good. I wouldn't be surprised if either team won this game. I don't know. I mean, I feel like I should pick the Bengals, but I, I'm, I'm always hesitant to pick road teams in the playoffs. And, and you know, Bengals were winning that game. They didn't get to finish. Will, will that – you know, will the emotion of that game impact it at all? I don't know what the weather's going to be like in Buffalo. If it's, if it's not – let's look it up real quick. If it's not that cold – not that snowy it might <clears throat> obviously that, that would favor uh that would favor the Bengals. so true. looks like sunday 35 low of 30 70 percent chance of snow so that could you know that could play into the play into the mm-hmm. uh into the game so right i guess i'll go bills at home to be consistent um again disrespect to the Bengals. i feel like they've won nine straight games bills have won eight straight games and Bengals struggled last week, as did the Bills, obviously, too. So I really don't know. Again, I really have no reason to pick the Bills, but I got to go home team. I got to go home team. We'll just see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miss Bills, tell us your party thoughts. I'm going to look up that that stat I just mentioned earlier, just so cats like Big Red, you know, who refuse to listen to the podcast out of arrogance, by the way. But that's neither here nor there. I'm going to look up that, that number so I can be as accurate as possible. Uh, party thoughts. Let's see. What it what is a favorite? Um, this is just for our listeners to think about. What's a favorite uh, Super Bowl tradition? This post, I love that, that 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 Smash Mouth contagious. I like that a lot. Well, thank you. Are you asking me for mine? Uh, well, I'm gonna share mine, and then you can I'll share go yours. ahead. Go ahead. Back in the day, when the Colts were, you know, in their prime. With Manning, we would uh, make a delicious bean dip for the Super Bowl. 
It was a highlight of the year. I love that. Well, Colts made it. They made it twice, right? When when you were a kid, mm-hmm. yeah, they made it twice. Okay. Yes. And that's awesome, Miss Post. I love that. Thank you. You have a tradition. Uh, you know, we didn't really do too many consistent things, honestly. I mean, one of them, I, the Colts Saints game where the where the Colts lost was one of my. Mo- I remember my my dad went to a party, I believe, so it was just me, my mom, and my sister. My mom actually watched the whole game, so that was kind of fun. Uh, I do remember that well. I, I remember I, when the Colts, when the Saints took a late lead, I said, uh, Colts are going to come back to win. I like, I had no doubt, man, he was going to lead him back. And then he threw that late pick six, and I was like, I was shocked. I was like, there's no way. There's no way. So, mm-hmm. anyway, uh, that's one That's one thing that stands out for me. Nice. <clears throat> that, that's, a great, that's a great question, Miss Post. Thank you. All right, I'm trying to see. Okay, here we go. So, yeah, I was basically right. As the share of GDP, federal tax collections are on track to hit a multi-decade, multi-decade high of about 20.2% in fiscal year 2022. This is from October 2022. So, right, the fiscal year was ending. Uh, so again, it's approaching the all-time high of 20, 20.5% of GDP set in 1943. So again, one out of every $5 in the economy are federal tax collections, tax, tax dollars, money of yours that goes to the federal government. And yet they still want to take more of your money. So I don't quite tell my students this. I don't want to be this indoctrinating, but the bottom line is, maybe we'll, maybe we'll title the episode this, taxation is theft. Taxation is theft. Mm-hmm. As another great listener, Brian says, uh, all the money in the world put together would not be enough to pay off all, me, all the dollars circulating in the world would not be enough to pay off the U.S. national debt. $31.4 trillion. Trillion. Hey, as, the, as they say in the, in the athlete world, keep, keep, keep your money. <laughs> make, make, make your money, keep your money. I know Steve will appreciate that. <laughs> well, you guys have a great weekend of football. Enjoy the games. We'll be back next week for our, our conference championship preview. Mm-hmm. And probably a week off after that, we'll come back Super Bowl preview, hopefully with Steve and Tara. That'd be awesome. But you yes. guys have a great night. Miss Pulse, thanks for phoning in as always. Of course. Thank you, Mr. T. It's been a good time with you. Yes. Well, you guys have a good night. So long. So long. <laughs>